Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. fall asleep during the broadcast okay got it well uh i won't have a whole lot but you know what i'll have a whole lot of love because welcome back to quality time here we are in the mix ready i'm fucking running on fumes and fucking and and, and manufactured uh, drywall cocaine it's not real stuff it's just the stuff that has fallen on my floor that if you do enough of makes you see colors uh i'm your host eric woodworth and i'm joined first by my blood my brother mr jeremy p woodworth jeremy how are you i don't know who you're talking about oh my god is this george papard yeah, it's me, George Papard. <laughs> come on, come on, um, uh, bald um, mohawk guy and nerdy, nerdy guy. We'll make the we'll drive around in a van. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad that you. I'm glad you made it to the the show today, Mr. Papard. I loved your work in the uh, the A Team, and uh, also as the guy that I sometimes mixed up as Leslie Nielsen as a child. It was my swan song. <laughs> That's that is great. Uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm really fucking tired, Daddy. I've had enough. God damn it! You've had. I made them- of drinking all night and then I came home and was like you know what I should do some illegal substances and then I stayed up all night listening to Harmon which is one of my favorite operas and I'm probably probably tapped out at about 4am and I was like I'm too high for this shit (laughs) just listening (laughs) and only quality time suffers for it I I like that you you know, like, I had a wild night. Yeah, I did some drugs and listened to opera until 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, that kind of rules. that's what David Byrne was talking about when he talked about the wildlife. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. Yeah, it, it was it was fun. I went out in Frederick drinking for a while. That was a lot of fun. We drank our way around the city. And then I came back home and I was like, hmm. For some reason, that alcohol still hasn't numbed the pain inside me. I was like, let's do something else. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I tried to watch something. I watched Office Space the night before, and that was actually kind of a good time. Uh, And I was like, what do I want to watch last night? And I couldn't find anything. And I was like, I don't know. Let's listen to a bunch of Italians sing about shit I don't understand. So that, that went much better. That's cool. I like it. I, I've never actually, I think, listened to an opera 
in its entirety. I would listen to operas if it was actually about cars. I have <laughs> car men. Ah, ah, car men. That's what you thought it was about. It was like a, it was like a 11 a.m. a.m. radio talk show where the guys are like, "Yeah, we're talking about this Camaro Mariachi. Give I me like- some." <laughs> El Camino, El Camino. I like operas because they're kind of like God. Only the Italians understand and give a shit. <laughs> Only the Italian. Uh, you know, at least I know. Uh, if I know one thing about Italians, though, they're the most understanding people um, of other people. That's that's the most important thing that we need to understand. I only listen to operas yep. in German. In German operas. <laughs> no, Jeremy, you just you're talking about uh Oppenheimer, not opera. Uh that's a completely different guy. Um, Operation get rid of the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Sing. <laughs> um so uh Ashley, you uh you you uh you, you had a rough night um yeah. it seems like but i think you're on the up and up you got a show tonight you're getting yourself in the right frame of mind and by that i mean mm. just like closing it at your eyes and uh re- <laughs> and yeah. trying to make it through the next hour of your day but you i i heard that a uh, little birdie told me that you might have an honest ash yeah, that little birdie would be this big bitch. I'm the one that told you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here it goes. Oh, and it's about that time again for another segment of Honest Ash. And here's Ashley Pontius. So when I lived in Australia, listeners, I came to hate the man loading with a passion and one of the things he loved most in this world were his hydrangeas for some reason should have known he was gay anyways so he's obsessed with his plants <laughs> and he leaves me alone in his apartment for three weeks because he's cheating on me <laughs> and i remember how much i hate these hydrangeas so i didn't water his hydrangeas for three weeks and they died and i lied to him and told him it was an australian drought this has been Honest Ash. <laughs> oh, well, you heard it here, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Don't leave your plants around this poison ivy. They might end up dead. And tune in next week for another exciting installment of Honest Ash. I gotta be honest with you. One of the more tamer Honest Ashes you've had. This didn't involve poop or bodily fluids. This is this is a step in, a, well, in the right direction, truth, I feel like, for you. The truth is... When and I split, it was so bad that I ripped up a bunch of his horror posters that were classics because that was something we were both into. Ripped those in half and I scrubbed his toilet with his toothbrush and put it back. <laughs> now that's an honest ash right there. That's an honest ash. Can I ask the important question? Was he fooling around with you with other dudes? No. No, oh, I said he was gay. No, I wish he was. That might make me feel better. I think it would yeah. make me feel better to be like, you just didn't know who you were. But it's like, no, I know who I am, and who I am doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding that first glory hole. Like, wow, I can suck something and have it be totally, you know, anonymous with some dude. 
Yeah, but what if you just mm-hmm. pretend that that dude's a chick? What? Well, that, why do you want to spoil it? <laughs> anyway, um, the obsession with just every week it's like what? What would you for a million dollars? Would you suck another man's dick? Would you make out with another man? Way, I just... way, I go way low on that. Tens of dollars, <laughs> fifteen, fifteen tops. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an economy. Uh, in, in this economy, I go for volume, you know. So I, I do a flat rate, fifteen dollars, and then Eric, uh, you're the continental breakfast of, <laughs> of gay sex. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, look, I can offer you an array of cheap condoms, socially responsible lubes, but you have to be out of my house by eleven. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta, you can't just have one job in the gig economy. You gotta have, you gotta have an angle, and that's the important I'm, part. I'm living proof. I'm like, let me sell clothing. Let me watch your dogs. Let me suck your dick for gas money. <laughs> Social conscious gloop sounds like a good name for a band. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the environmental hit. Oh, girl band. Yeah. Um, you know what, uh, Jeremy? Last week you were at uh, what was it? The New Jersey Horror Con, and uh, you were recording live from there. You fell asleep by the end of the Tremors episode. We loved it. Are there any uh, any tales from the New Jersey Horror Con you'd like to share with us? Did I tell you about Jason Lively? You did not tell us about Jason Lively. Tell our listeners who Jason Lively is. Well, I'll I'll, I'll start it off with. Uh... I was at the karaoke with my buddy Edward X and uh, all of a sudden this guy sits next to me. So I take his picture thinking that he kind of looks like Ray Wise from uh, RoboCop and Twin Peaks. Really, (laughs) really rough looking, a lot of facial stubble. Mm -hmm. So I didn't recognize him. And then I hear the whispers. It's like, oh, no, no. The the guy uh, Fester's uh, grandson from... um, uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead was doing the t- karaoke and called him out and said, uh, Jason Lively's in the audience. And I was like, Jason Lively. So I look him up. I was like, Oh my gosh, that kid sitting next, that guy sitting next to me is actually the European rusty from uh, vacation. Ah, look at that. And, and I will say, one of the roughest actors I've seen from childhood to adulthood. <laughs> I'm into, I'm into like, the real, real movie um, places and everything. Oh, and I really wish that either my buddy Edward or Lisa Bustabus had gone to that spot so he could reenact the scene from the pickup artist. So, mm. but I'd like to be Molly Ringwald. I respect that. I mean, that's a good, that's a good call to be Molly. Ring- and like, I could see you as a really like. Uh, like you kind of look like Molly Ringwald if she got splashed with toxic waste at the end of like RoboCop. Like that's how right. she would look very similar to you at that point. And instead of doing her lines, I just go. <laughs> uh, that is very mean, Jeremy. I think you look more like Molly Ringwald in Sixteen Candles if she had fallen into the Sixteen Candles. 
<laughs> I just you look. Jeremy looks like he's been burned by sixteen candles. <laughs> the, the new Hellraiser movie, Sixteen Candles, starring Molly Ringwald, and she's just burning <laughs> candles in her face during the entire film. So no, if if I got to go to one of my favorite movie spots and reenact it, I would go to the caverns where they did Temple of Doom and rip a man's heart out. Hell yeah! Who doesn't want a cage that lowers into lava? Exactly. Exactly, he can't escape, and I'm just like Kalima, Kalima. Shabide. I mean, that that really has been the biggest delay with my basement build is me finishing off the full Temple of Doom uh, lava pit in the one corner. Uh, so, wouldn't it be okay. real? Wouldn't it be really great if like lava actually slid right off, kind of like um, like Rainex? Because man, you could cook your food so fast if you lowered your food into lava. And it would slide right off like rain X. Yeah, welcome. We're, yeah, welcome to the best Jersey lava shop around. We want you want flatbed lava? We got it. You want you want to make a hoagie with that? Fuck you. We cook it with lava. That's it. Here at Lava Builder Cookers Anonymous, we cook faster than anything. You ever seen a heart explode because it got too close to lava? Boom! We can do it. Hey. I'm amazed that somehow I'm the one who was doing large amounts of drugs last night, and yet this is the most, like, drugged-out conversation I think I've ever had with people <laughs> on cast. But no, Eric, when you finish the lava pit, let me know, because I'd love to see the monkey brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Do you, do you think it'd be really painful if you actually drank lava? Yes. No, yeah. that's... <laughs> no. Yes. I mean, it might just kill your taste buds within like seconds, and it might not hurt. I like it. I like it because it, it would make you look like eat, if you did eat lava, you're like, oh, I burned my taste buds, and then you look back and you look like the 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 jawless zombie from Day of the Dead, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my job burnt off. Oh damn it! Now damn I, it! Oh, I was gonna go to TCBY after this. <laughs> <laughs> what a dated reference! <laughs> God, what? You didn't think I was gonna pull out a TCBY reference, did you? But I did. Yeah, mm. I'll do it again. Wait till. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we get into Bennigan's and Shoney's. Anyway. Um, oh, Shoney's. God, that was... I loved Shoney's. That's where my mom would take me when she was avoiding spending real quality time with me. <laughs> I really wish we could either go to Ponderosa or Sizzler. I think I think I miss Ponderosa most. Uh, my da- our dad uh, Ashley. I don't know if you, we 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 don't talk about him a ton on the show, uh, or lately we haven't. But uh, he had a theory that every Ponderosa steakhouse was being taken over by uh, chi- by the Chinese because he's like everyone would turn into a Chinese restaurant. He's like it's the damn Chinese. They're just they're taking over every Ponderosa steak. So if he found one like driving across country, we would have to stop. He's like gotta gotta go here before it turns into a Chinese restaurant. Like, <laughs> so. It's, it's not like the Chinese would ever buy AMC or anything. <laughs> and also, I, I noticed this about my dad, and I didn't notice it until I got older in life and had what good steak actually was. Dad would get his steaks done well, well done, and what he's a monster. I didn't know, like, I, it wasn't until, like, I went to college and was like, 
you get a steak wheel done? Are you a monster? Here, bite this. And I had a bite of a real, like, medium rare steak, and I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest fucking tasting thing in the whole world. Yeah. That that makes me sad. That that's a little bit too too brown and out of town. I don't really like the way your dad took his steaks. But man, also one other restaurant. Do you guys remember Chi Chi's? Yes, a celeb Hey, not do you want to know what Chi Chi's was at our family? That's where we yeah. went to every one of Jeremy's birthdays until he was like twenty seven. Uh I shit you it was a celebration of not only birth but of food. Chi Chi's. Yeah. Uh, that's why I first started learning Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's 100% true for our family as well. That was Doug's favorite place when Chi-Chi's was still around. If it was your birthday, it would be like, where are we going? It's like, "Mm, we're going to Chi-Chi's in Frederick. All right, great. Chi-Chi's, a celebration of food. Uh, Um... Yeah, that and the and then Bob's Big Boy. Those were ones that those were special occasions. You know, you never had no Bob's Big Boy. Oh, you never had Bob's Big Boy. Gosh, he was a he was real creepy. They had a nineteen fifties kind of guy that looked like a like a Pet Boys kind of fella. I really feel like there should be a horror movie based on the on the Bob's Big Boy coming to life and murdering you. Let me show, let me show you what a Bob's Big Boy. But I mean, like. is that the one like holding the burger? I feel like they of made course. fun of it in like Austin Powers or something. Yeah. I think that's where uh, Sarah Connor worked. Oh, look at this! Here, I'm pretty sure she worked at a Bob's Big Boy. Check this shit. Even out. though they didn't have a Bob's out front in the movie, uh, that's what I used to call uh, Bob Holden's dick, a Bob's Big Boy. <laughs> yeah, look at this! Look at this creepy! Uh, look at this! Look at how creepy Bob's Big Boy looks. He's like the Stay Puffed yeah. Marshmallow Man. Yes, I do know what that looks like. I still never ate there, but I know what it it is. I'd like to put your head on this platter. Welcome to Paul's Big Boy. That's um, a man that does commit sexual assault. I think you're right. Yeah, 100%. Pr- He's never I'm asked pr- for consent ever. I'm pretty sure if that burger is to normal size, that makes Bob's Big Boy pretty much a midget that's like about like three foot eight. Yeah, hey, look at that. They call me Bob's Big Boy, but look at the burgers. They hired me because I make the burgers look bigger. <laughs> I love that he borrowed Tommy's overalls. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. They also have a fake Bob's Big Boy in uh, Midnight Madness, the uh, the one of the first Michael J. Fox films, which we definitely have to see. Oh. It's a it's the scavenger hunt. Well, Jeremy, I'm gonna be honest with you. After your pick this week, you might be on pick fucking uh ban for a little bit. Oh, you might yes. be on pick ban I didn't want to break your heart. Yes. But this is one of the worst movies I've ever watched, and I wish I had still been high while watching it, but that was not. <laughs> Oh, well, you know what? I have which was boring stories about doing shows with Justin Schlegel last night, which actually ended up being great. Shout outs, Todd Fleming and the periodic table. The show went off and somehow sold out at like the last minute. I was very excited that there was a ton of people. And I got to see my friend uh, Brian uh, Perez, who I hadn't seen in quite some time. He and his lovely fiance. So shout outs to them. They don't listen to the show. Who gives a shit? Let's talk about this movie from 1980 battle beyond the stars jeremy you're you're not picking until december again that is now the new no it's not not a december band but if this was jeremy why battle beyond the stars uh because it was so amazingly bad (laughs) i mean that it was it was an amazingly bad movie um, I like it that it really, it does like 
an amazing job of trying to rip off everything other movie that or even piece of sci-fi that you've ever seen like right down to like the green guy who literally looks like a a, a slee stack or whatever from, yeah lizard man yeah the lizard guy there's a valkyrie there's a ship with tits i mean there's just it's a lot this felt like my weird coked up uncle made his own version of Guardians of the Galaxy and he go <laughs> watch it. This this movie amazed me the more I learned about it because it's it's pretty much Roger Corman's Star Wars. And yes. I, I love the even the, the, the crappy name of it. It's like, oh Star Wars? Oh no. This is beyond the Star Wars. Yes. This this was truly I I at one point did try to pluck out one of my eyeballs and then I gave up because I just couldn't do it. But I wished I wished I was blind and deaf. I I remember I so I watched this last night uh, after the show in Columbia. I got back around 1130 and then I putzed around. And I was like, you know what? I think I got it in me. Let's watch it tonight. And so I started. I was like, maybe I'll do a half hour. But it was so bad. And I was like, I gotta. I was actually a little bit astounded. I was like, this, this isn't happening. What? He has a wisecracking ship who's kind of a whore on top of this. Like, what? Every everything that reveals itself, it just is like. And then there was that. That's literally every. <laughs> yeah. It's also. This also reminded me that like I sometimes get paid twenty dollars for writing my own jokes and performing them at comedy shows and knowing that these people got paid a lot more than me for this garbage dump of a film. And that really broke my spirit. If I'm being honest. Hey, Jeremy, you lived through this time of this movie coming out, right? When this came out, you were like, man, this, this looks like it could be even better than star Wars. No, no, <laughs> no, this was straight to straight to video. Uh, Watched it with my dad back in in the early HBO days, and 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 we were like, oh, okay. Even even for a child, you can see this is a bad movie. <laughs> Star Wars is set the sight, but man, wow! Not only it has enormous tits in it, the spaceship has tits on it. So. That I do admit, this is well. It's funny that you uh, you mention it because you know obviously this was a a movie by Roger Corman, uh, but the director. Uh, is actually, let me see here. It's the same director who would go on the next year to go direct Heavy Metal. So I totally got Heavy Metal vibes. Yeah, it was Jimmy T. Uh, uh, Marakami who would, do, who would direct Heavy Metal uh, the following year. Um, so he was just, and if you look at all the ships that you run into, there's at least one titty on every ship. Like I just started counting. I was like, Hey, that one has side boobs on, on this one right here. And it's funny. Now is this, do you think that, you know, this is before the empire strikes back came or did the empire strikes back come out in 80 or was it 80? No, it was definitely after empire. So, this is after Empire, you think? Because seventy-seven think is Star after, Wars. Whether it was whether it was filmed the same time before Empire came out. Because but, I uh, think this is just a trend in sci-fi to put titties in places where they aren't normal. Like if you look at the Battle of Hoth, there's giant titty guns on Hoth. You know what I mean? Titty guns. Yeah. You know. Yeah, what I'm well, they about. could have made a sequel called The Empire Strikes Back Titties. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> back titties. <laughs> I'm triggered. Um, so, so, so did you? So did you read about James Cameron? Yeah. So that I was going to get to that. Yeah, James Cameron was actually uh, designed the ships on this and uh, was actually fired from set and then rehired because uh, apparently Roger Corman is such a psychopath that they found out that it no matter what happened or who was working, if he showed up on set and they were building a set, he would be fucking pissed and he would fire somebody. So they, no matter what they were doing, if his car pulled up, if they left the set, it didn't matter what condition that set was in. They really, he would look at him and be like, oh, this is good work. This is good work. But if somebody, if people were working on it when he showed up, he would be furious and fire somebody every time. And that's how James Cameron got fired and then rehired uh, to make these beautiful uh, big tittied ships. So I love the entertainment industry. It's great. Yeah, I love. <laughs> makes no sense just dealing with the. I like that there's some grips jobs. Just like just look for Roger's car and give the and then everybody just drops everything and runs. That's God. That's what a fun. Sounds like sounds like your job, Eric. <laughs> that is. <laughs> this this movie has so many six uh, degrees of separation between. Uh, James Cameron and the fact that uh, Bill Paxton was working on a set and uh, all these other big movies that came from working on this this shit pile, uh, I, it is quite amazing. So, well, for every, I guess if you want to look at it like that, Jeremy, yeah, there are some big stepping. Uh, there there were some big starts for people like James Cameron in this film. Uh, you did mention that uh, Bill Paxton actually worked as a like painter and carpenter on the set uh, at the request of um, James Cameron. So that's kind of his start into the industry. So yeah, there's some there's some meek beginnings because you know you can look at certain uh, you know what people would say are bad movies like uh, for instance a uh, a Dark Star for instance which is about a killer beach ball but directed by the uh the great um john carpenter john carpenter uh but also gave you the start of dan o'bannon uh the writer of alien so a lot of great things can come from a really shitty movie like this and uh if we got nothing else we would later get avatar which i mean we can all agree was the best james cameron movie um the original alien caught in an air duct with the giant fucking beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, like the visuals and stuff, I try to look past in this movie because I understand budget, sign of the times. You know what I mean? I'm a kid of the 90s. I understand that this is pre-me as far as what they can do. This has got to be one of the most poorly written scripts <laughs> it's not I've ever it's not come across. Good. It's like Star Wars didn't wear its seatbelt and now has permanent brain damage. <laughs> well, it's funny. This movie actually had a budget of $2 million, right? Which is a lot for a Roger Corman Which movie. is a bit. It's a huge budget for a Roger Corman production. Uh, but that was mostly just so they could pay these big name actors like George Papard from the A-Team. They were like, we got to have George Papard he's gonna tie this and by the way his character is just is he's just he's literally his character from the a-team but in a in a thing and his name is in a spaceship and his name's cowboy he still he smokes cigars he has a confederate flag on the side of that? he's a southerner and he's not even a southerner at all like you don't buy it <laughs> Do we even at one, truthfully, guys? I can't remember. Do we at any point hear about the planet Earth? No, no. But he is. No. He's out in like the Delta Quadrant, rocking the fucking Rebel Lee of uh, 
Oh, he, sa- he <laughs> says he's from still- Earth. Does he? Of course. Well, I don't remember that ever coming up. That's why I was like, why do you have a rebel flag? Because I didn't even think we got into Earth at any point. So I was like, how would you know that the war happened? But you're also telling well, me we have racists in space? Well, that, that's the fun part. Well, part of his rich backstory that you didn't get, he's like, yeah, I left Earth about uh, about the year 2020 when they started tearing down all my heritage. <laughs> so I, had to, I jettisoned myself into space with the remaining Robert E. Lee statues yeah. on Earth. And together I've been spreading them across. Because you know what they can't do? They can't take down the Robert E. Memorial on Jupiter. You, tell, you go and tell him that now. <laughs> you know he's got a bumper sticker that says, I back the blue aliens. I just can't. <laughs> Uh, uh, he did. He did have the space the, the sticker that's on a spaceship said uh, "Space Heritage, not Hate." So that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeremy, that's good. That was your bit of the day, right there. So uh, they. Uh, it also has a uh, other big actor, uh, Robert Vaughn, and John Saxon, uh, who uh, really ate up a bunch of this. Uh, 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 stuff but and then a, a not super big name actor at the time but still relatively well known a richard thomas uh who uh plays our lead in the movie who's supposed to be a oh, he was the biggest he the biggest because of the waltons uh because mm-hmm. of the waltons but he's supposed to be like a child in this and he's clearly old <laughs> he's clearly a man that is just shaved right like, I have here. I'm like, when they tell him he's only a boy, I cackled. I'm like, you cannot be anything younger than at least 26 at this point. I, like, holy sh. At least when you watch, like, Star Wars, you're like, okay, Luke Skywalker, he looks young enough that you kind of buy that he's, like, a kid, right? You kind of buy it. Yeah, he was 20. He was 20. You could be like, you're like, okay, maybe he's, like, 18. Okay, cool. Right. This Richard Thomas is clearly like almost a 30 year old man in here. And it yeah. doesn't, nothing says youth like a giant birthmark on the side of your face. So, uh, <laughs> I can tell, like, you know what? You may have shaved all the stubble here, but I can see you missed all those hairs right in that bowl. <laughs> moly, 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 moly. <laughs> Which is real shitty of me to make fun of him because I used to have a giant one right here that I had to have surgically removed. So I am a piece of shit. There you go. <laughs> That's fine. You know who else did? Uh, Hall of future Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees, and he's doing all right for himself too. Him and that we had giant a face mole. Huh? We had a party for my mole. Oh yeah, that said "Rip Ashley's mole," and people would come up and they would touch it for good luck the day before the surgery, and someone grabbed it and they said, "Holy guacamole! It's a mole, and it hurts." <laughs> Oh, that's good shit. I hope it never grows back just like my penis. (laughs) So, uh... We also have uh, our sexy, uh, our sexy uh, character Sybil Danning, uh, who plays Saint X Men. Ooh, uh, Jeremy. Uh, did, now, was, how was, is Sybil? Did Dad make a lot of noises when Sybil Danning came out in this movie? He was like, mm, "Hey, look at that." Um, when you take the kids out to see, like, uh, you know, like say the Muppets on Ice or something, um. There's got to be at least some female in some sort of spandex to make it worth taking the family out to any of this shit. Like, hey, why don't we go see cats? 
I heard it's a great musical with lots of women in leotards. <laughs> I did. A lot I, of shitty music that you have to listen to them sing. I will say that uh, not even... I mean, and not until uh, Return of the Jedi did we get to see Carrie Fisher in a in a slave outfit, uh, which was kind of, I mean, pretty hot, right? For a movie for children with, with midgets uh, as Ewoks. Uh, hell also, yeah. Can we just say, though, I know that that's like the hottest nerd thing in nerd culture is Carrie Fisher in a slave costume. But let's be honest, that's a white person's idea of what a slave looks like. I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get. No, I would. I mean, I think if we asked our our uh, cowboy from this movie, he probably has some other ideas of how a slave looks. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would think so. You know, Java was pretty open to anybody under like you know nine hundred pounds. Like if you're only like four hundred pounds, he's like yeah, you can be a dancer too. You know, yeah, it's I all like, good. I like that Jabba would just be like he could hire Charlotte and just be like, "Ooh, you're you're a slim one." <laughs> <laughs> you don't even slide across the ground. You have like legs. Ooh, bring that world star pussy over here. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the world Java, star. Java is the Bill Paxton. He's like, you can have your choice of Shirley or Pickles. Shirley is only five hundred pounds, but Pickles is seven hundred. So, uh, good dark backward reference, Jeremy. Oh, by the way, Adam Rifkin uh, is getting his movie uh, Detroit City uh, um, featured at uh, the Mahoning. So. So, uh, oh, that's going to be... that's. Good but he's not us. showing up. Uh, this movie also has uh, Earl Bowen, uh, which I didn't even realize watching the movie that was him. He plays Nestor number one. But, of course, Earl uh, Earl Bowen would uh, go on to play the uh, the crazed uh, um, psychiatrist from Terminator 1 and 2. So, uh, so is Reese crazy? Well, in layman's terms, he's a loon. <laughs> Uh, I do like that uh, he he's really good in part two though he's, he really explores the space uh, in that and one and why does he live for the first one because he walks out the door as Arnold walks in that is true he just looks at him like hmm, what an asshole <laughs> so can I ask you guys a question about tonight's today's movie that I couldn't quite grasp so the old guy that shows up at this council meeting early on. Is he blind or is he retarded? <laughs> He's just old. But no, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? the, yeah, the whole... guy who just who walks around like, oh yeah. Is he, he is blind, right? Or He's like the leader of all their people, much like um, unlike our country. He, he's actually that guy actually has a lot more together than Joe Biden right now. Joe Biden is literally an animatronic. And, uh, you know, he will. Uh, I can honestly say good chance we'll have our first female president in the next three years because uh, that guy is on his death's door. Uh, if not for anything, he should just be voted out for pure dementia. Could, could How can you? you have like i'm here nuclear son to talk about bombs and you know i was sitting here with my son bo the other day and i was thinking i, was, I, I let him touch the hairs on my leg because i <laughs> stand straight up and that's why we need to disarm everything putin you know what i mean like he is he is actually completely retarded i would 
I would prefer that our political system and the way that we instill new leaders, I wish we would just have Trump and Biden just have a crazy off and just see oh, who comes out would... the weirdest shit and whoever seems the most sane just wins just by default. Like, it would be, I would... by the way, the the reality show of the White House with just Trump and Biden living in like the hallway across his, uh, God, it would be so good. I also imagine that like President Biden, like the Secret Service, half of their job is just watching him uh, fucking dementia sleepwalk throughout the night and like him, like literally Mr. Magooing his way through the, <laughs> he's just like, he's like, oh God, grab the briefcase from him. He's pressing all the buttons again. <laughs> I just want it to be like Survivor style at the very end of each time and you write who you want kicked off the the White House and then Biden's just like I vote myself out I don't want to be here no more Sir you've just armed the nuclear codes I was just trying to make a chimichanga that's all I was trying to do We put two presidents together to see what what they were do together (laughs) Uh, Why are you leaving your dirty socks everywhere <laughs> I leave my I socks care. here. I'm a filthy president. I expect Melania to pick them up, but she isn't here. Melania picks all my socks up. You know that, Joe. You'd know that too if your wife wasn't such a doctor slut. <laughs> Can two old presidents live together without killing each other? <laughs> <laughs> Although watching them have the sissiest of fights in the whole world would also be hilarious. Because Donald Trump, let's be honest, he can't. He can't. I watched him in the WWE, which is fake fighting, and his fake fighting looks so bad. I know he can't real fight at all. Um, so then watching him and Joe just have the nambiest of Pamby fights uh, would really be, God, better than the movie... Uh, Battleship, whatever the fuck, beyond the battle of the star, battle beyond the stars. It would definitely be battle, better than that. Ba- battle beyond the reality stars. stars. Scientology battleship of the stars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the movie itself, uh, just to give the the briefest of recaps of what I got out of this. Uh, so um, the big ship rolls up uh, on planet. <laughs> Uh, to planet Akir, uh, Seder of the of the Moriarty or whatever is played by John Saxon. He has a big old unstoppable weapon. He's gonna fuck shit up, and then and also the biggest of birthmarks. Yes, the biggest. He was just like, I will not be outdone by our hero who has a natural one. I have this, and he looks like the shittiest member of Kiss. And he also he doesn't look like any of the uh, any of the aliens on like, like he commands. He commands like clearly like fake Klingons. Right and like they're just like total rip off of them and agreed. But also, do you not think though that he's like the original Thanos that looks nothing like anybody that serves him, as if he's the only one of his kind, and then he's somehow surrounded by these physically deformed beings? <laughs> they're hideous. It's the classic thing that ladies do, where they they pick women that are uh, uglier than them to hang around so that they look better. That's John Saxon right there. You know, um, Ashley. I hate this. <laughs> Ashley's I hate face this. right now. <laughs> what was that movie with the the the, the girl that's the um the, the girl that hangs with the popular girls? The girl that hangs with the pop- mean girls. No, no, the, the the whatever. Never mind. No, what's... the one where she's ugly. Yeah, 
like she's all that or do you also mean the one called um starts with a d doesn't it is that what something like that clueless yeah Clues? No, no, no! The ugly friend. They call her like the dumpy or something. The dump, yeah, the dump. <laughs> That's literally like what the movie's called. It's like, oh, she's the ugly friend, but then they do that thing where you take off her glasses, and she's like, and- oh! totally hot now. Oh. Yeah, I've tried that. Turns out it doesn't work. <laughs> I think it had Aubrey Plaza in it or something. I don't know. Oh, Aubrey Plaza, let me tell you. And her and her top fell off in the pool or something. I don't know. Gross. Anyway, no, uh, that's so, the list. Sorry. So, uh, oh, right after that, we we meet some of the inhabitants. We meet the weird blind guy who can't make eye contact. We don't know if he's blind or just autistic or Joe Biden, but he runs that planet. He sends the little fucking kid off, who's played by uh, the guy from the Waltons, and then he gets on the special ship that literally has giant titties. Um, Jerry. Jeremy, should I just play the song at this point? Because we've already explained the hell out of it. We've already explained the hell out of it. Jeremy made a song about the spaceship. Here we go. Jeremy, way to go, bud. Jeremy, if I could make just one suggestion just from that. Maybe, have you ever thought about maybe like making a song with more simplified lyrics like i feel like the the bass message sometimes doesn't get across because you're maybe you just try to put two like you're such a poet um that maybe (laughs) just simplifying some of the words for it you know um i know this is I feel like such a rapper. I have to make up so much words for songs. I mean, this was this and was like a very similar to a Bohemian Rhapsody for me. You know, just so many yeah. movements. 
I felt very I Jewish, did... like uh, Lenny Kravitz doing this. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you all of the euphemisms and all of the metaphors you put in this song really spoke to me on a deeper level. So thank you. I can't wait for the uh, sequels to Avatar so I can hate them. <laughs> yeah, it's called Avatar. So, uh, Avatar. <laughs> Ah, oh, Ashley, good job. I like that one. So uh, next, uh, he goes to check out what appears to be an abandoned ship, uh, but aboard he finds these. Uh, he finds this weird droid doctor who's operating on him, and uh, apparently he's operating it, he, it, it so that he can put eight tracks in him. Did you notice this part, Jeremy? Did you pick up on that? I didn't understand. You're like, oh, better go put this B O C eight track in his chest here. See what's wrong with him. Uh, he then uh, gets restrained and then has to go talk to this weird bodiless guy who says, uh, oh, we just wanted to let you know uh, you're fucked now. Also, here's my daughter you can bang. <laughs> Which is just a bizarre thing to do. Uh, he gets to go... Uh, uh, he gets her all the funny part is, is that he talks to her and he's just like well i can't believe about this and there's this weird love music that plays while he's just talking about getting her all wet with his knowledge about alien biology which is very <laughs> I don't, there's nothing sexual that they're talking about but he's just talking about it's literally like if i was like to pick up a chick and just talk about my pokemon cards right like and then there was just a love track underneath them uh, i was gonna say i tried to listen to both of you talk about things like snorlaxes and any other magical being in your your universe and i just gotta tell you i dry up faster than using a sham wow it is just absolutely <laughs> terrible the only thing missing from all these robot scenes was uh, Don Keith Opper from uh, Critters. So yeah, we could have used that. Uh, which, which I think he played a really bad um, android in another film, which was very sexual and disturbing. So, but luck- luckily, our young twenty-eight-year-old boy is able to escape without fucking this lady, and uh, but she follows along in her own ship. Uh, Maybe ne- she was pretty hot for a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, Ooh, let me tell you, she was a. Uh, <laughs> She was a twenty. It's like a Weinstein classic at, at their home. She where was they a, break out the thirty-five millimeter to watch ugh, in their home. God, yeah, it's it, she's she's clearly not a teenager, but it the the fact that it's even implied is pretty gross. So he gets to uh, he gets to uh, 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 go on to uh, the next one. He runs into our good old friend, the cowboy, uh, in his uh, space general Lee uh, full, uh, under full attack with the southern flag and all uh he ends up helping him out uh and uh blowing away all of the ships that are attacking him and uh saves sweet hannibal from the a-team uh who agrees not only to give him weapons but also train the forces and uh he's like hm, yeah it'll be like custard's last stand which is uh not good you know custard's last stand of course is where the uh, uh general custard was overcome by the native americans and uh murdered so so I did not know that. I thought this referred to the small business I had. Whenever I couldn't compete with Rita's, I made a frozen yogurt stand called Custard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So Look, I, I I just got to admit that uh, you know 
when it comes to like the South and like slavery, pe- people just—I won't mention slavery. I'd just say that the South people just like losers. You know, they they yeah. choose to to, to 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 cling on to them, and and you know, at at least you know, nobody likes like free slave labor of like people that don't speak English anymore. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love losers, Jeremy. You're right. I love you, boys. Thank you. <laughs> I would do I don't else. speak about my brother like that. I'm the only loser. So <laughs> it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Um. So Eric's the winner. I'm the ne- loser. Next day, uh, they run into some weird cosmic energy, and the android girlfriend gets sucked into a giant space pussy ship. Uh. The uh, she tries to offer the motley crew uh, uh, to get them to fight for Akir, but they're not going to do it until they find out that they're fighting against John, the evil John Saxon. And there's like in this weird uh, uh, fucking uh, lizard man with his his little motley crew. Doesn't he have the two telepath midgets on this ship as well? The Kelvins. The Kelvins. God. Ugh. It's named after some weird uh, unit for for a measure that nobody uses. Like, how hot is it today, man? It's like 250 Kelvins out, man. After we lost the great battle against the Fahrenheit race, we were exiled to this ship. <laughs> man, doesn't it feel like zero Celsius out today? Yeah, ooh, sure is cold. I just love that everybody acts as if what i can't believe most in this movie is that everyone acts as if john saxon's character is the ultimate terror of the universe and i'm like really the man who looks like the extra from swan lake is who we're most afraid of yeah. <laughs> look he's got a spaceship that can blow up a planet like a death star but it's only a spaceship but again his <laughs> followers look like someone took a weed whacker to their face and sewed them back together i don't really understand how this dynamic works and I, they look very special by I, the way i, I, I enslaved tall? this entire planet they're called the hair lip people and they <laughs> and we only feed them soup sorry walking phoenix you mean it's an army of ralph fines that's weird <laughs> i am caesar of all greece look at my hair lip by the way, that man is tall. He's at least two and a half cubits. <laughs> so uh, they uh, they agree uh, reluctantly because they just want to kill that guy. So uh, now they've teamed up. Most of the movie is just him meeting other aliens and getting them to join forces, which we realize like John Saxon's character, where the time we get to the end, he only has like, it seems like he only has like four or five ships. So it's like, it's not even, they seem like they didn't need all these people even. It's just like, he seems like a very actually uh, a manageable person to overthrow. This, this I've been waiting to talk about. I understand Battle Beyond the Stars came out first. So maybe I, I need to reevaluate. But am I wrong in saying that this is the same storyline of A Bug's Life? Am I wrong? An intruder comes to your town and goes, you've got seven cycles to harvest all of your grains. And then I come back. And if you haven't, I destroy you all. It's a bug's life. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Damn you, Seinfeld. Now we know where you get your ideas. 
<laughs> was it Seinfeld or he was in a B movie, wasn't it? What wasn't he in B movie? That's a B movie oh, where oh, chick has a sexual life. relationship with an animated B. Sorry, He's... totally different movie. Come on, man. Listen, this is a movie about uh implied um underage sex and stuff like that. And Jerry Seinfeld would never do that. Wait Did a I just he mix definitely up Woody does Allen do that. with Seinfeld? <laughs> no, wait a minute. Jerry Seinfeld actually does do that. Oh God, I forgot. You know what? <laughs> I, we're just not rich and powerful enough to be able uh, to to live that kind of different lifestyle, which uh, Hollywood adheres to all the time. Um, anyway, uh... <laughs> I was just talking about a bug life. I don't know why you guys took it there. I was talking about ants and locusts and power of abuse. Uh-uh. So. <laughs> oh, locusts. Now so, you had to go uh... there. Next, they uh, our kid captain uh, uh, runs into the other beings that are uh, the only beings in the entire universe that are whiter than him, the Nesters. Uh, these are the uh, the clones that have psychic abilities and weird eyes drawn on their head. Uh, I just feel like as they were going through, they were like, "Okay, we got a lizard guy. Check. We got we got little midgets with psychic tele- telekinesis." check shit we need one more i don't know just paint them white and we'll put fucking eyeballs on them who gives they a shit like sperm yeah <laughs> they look like mutant sperm that like when you don't swallow it or flush it down the toilet it just grows up and starts walking around some of the worst costumes i've also ever seen the fact that you can see the seams yeah every- like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look like, like they're if if it's if, if I just wanted to say I think they look like a race of people that are mad at the Blue Man Group for taking their jobs, right? Like yeah. they're racist against the Blue Man Group. Well, and like their hands, their gloves look like they took white tennis socks and then cut them out to be the white-handed gloves. And I was like, this is <laughs> I've made better costumes in my third grade nativity scene. Like this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we we are the completely most evolved race in all the galaxy but we only listen to the dave clock five because we're so white <laughs> uh, so uh next uh our our little fake klingon ship uh just decides to go shoot up a wedding i like that they just decided like what are we doing today i don't know it looks like they're having fun <laughs> uh, which I- let's beam somebody up is it a wedding though because the dialogue you would think it looks like a wedding but if you listen to the dialogue that was happening, I was very disturbed. It essentially was like, she has reached an age where you can sexually penetrate her and create more of yourself. <laughs> and I was Looks like, like oh. the first prima nocta. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say, this is a terribly written movie, but I don't know, guys. I, I think I found my wedding vows. <laughs> Pretty, I, pretty sure, maybe pretty sure got, Mel Gibson's seen this movie. I, you know what? Maybe, maybe the bad guys were actually doing the right thing and stopping this Epstein Island planet uh, and oh all the kid God. fucking they're trying Fuck. to do. You know, yeah, that's the that's the thing we don't understand. Hollywood is trying to make us uh, make us stand up. This is literally the episode, the Bicycle Man from uh, uh, fucking Different Strokes. You know what I mean? 
That's trying upsetting. to paint him at paint these these fucking sickos as heroes okay when really it's the ugly people like me and the rest of us here uh that are just trying to stop fucking all the kid fucking you know and not all the ugly people and ashley let me just say <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm gonna make you lie to me because i need it today so thank there you, you go <laughs> Gotcha. So, uh. The saddest thing is, like, somebody wants to fuck you when you're young, but you grow up and they're like, ew, I'm not interested in you anymore, like my wife. Oh, gosh. So, next. You have a wife, Jeremy. <laughs> next, our, uh, our fake John Voight heads out to the deserted, deserted planet Nicostos. Uh, uh, it's where. And when he gets there, he sees this weird peep show I wrote down. That like he literally like goes to like this like screen. He's like, "Ooh, look at this! This might be a little something." And then uh, someone gets his attention as he blasts him, and he uh, he, he recognizes him as the uh, the our last uh, enter in entry into the the gang here, which is uh, uh, Gelt, played by Robert Vaughn, the who, man from Uncle. The man. <laughs> the man from Uncle, and uh, he uh, he ends up just joining him very very easily. It didn't seem like it was even a problem at all, or why he had to look at a weird peep show before that. But he's part well, of the gang now. The unilateral, unilateral national clitoris latent embryos. That's Uncle. <laughs> so upsetting. Um, no, yeah, I love that he came with him super easily because essentially he's like, I don't have anything to live for. I kind of hope I die in the process. So absolutely, yes, I will help you. I'm like, that's a real hero. Oh, that is nice. That is good. I'm going to do that. Like if I, guys, look, so if there's ever like a bank robbery or uh, a disgruntled employee and I get shot and killed, just let people believe that I was a hero don't tell people about my death wish and that I easily just die for others. Just make it look like I, I sacrificed myself and that I didn't fulfill my lifelong dream of dying. I like, <laughs> I like the idea of like the apocalypse happening to us and every day, like you trying to sacrifice yourself over the most minute things. You're like, no, Ashley, no, we, we need you to hold off a horde of zombies one day. This is not, we're just, we, we're just going to get water today. Uh, she's like, I'll, I'll take the no, bullet the for this. Zombies aren't noticing me, but I'm following the zombies, and I'm like, I've got a juicy, thick arm you can bite into, and they're like, No, we're good. Yeah. We're full. Let's we're just be up. friends. Uh. <laughs> I crushed Ashley. That's not true. Zo- any zombie would be lucky to eat the fuck out of you. Um, Did anybody see the latest Walking Dead? No, we uh, stopped watching the show five years ago like most of America. Exactly. <laughs> well, it turns out that Maggie was going to get eaten by zombies, but there was a uh, there was a big dumpster next door, so she survived. Oh, she good. went under another dumpster. I love that. There's no, been there's been no greater thing in this show that uh, represents uh, the dumpster fire than that scene. Uh, Spoiler! She's still alive. There was a dumpster. So uh, I was, no. was going to say a lot of people have hidden my dumpster. 
Ooh, dumpster of love i hear a song coming on next oh. we go and uh we pick up the last actually our very last person uh who's just a random ass space valkyrie uh she's flying around and she's really hot it's sybil danning we love it uh she could barely keep her clothes on uh in this movie apparently they had to hold it together with band-aids and i will say pretty hot stuff that she was in for a uh 1980s semi-kids movie uh so uh, he reluctantly lets this ridiculously hot woman join, which is very, very funny to me. And uh, they then head back to the home planet. Uh, but they're not excited to see them. They're hiding. They're scared. And shortly after, they find out that they have a crystal that they can tune up that uh, can cause earthquakes. I didn't understand it. I watched it more than once. I don't know what's happening. You got to make the trenches to have the war in. So use magic crystals. Okay, cool. I I liked I loved the magic crystal that didn't help them in any other way except they showed it glowing multiple times after that. I, I like to think that this is the inspiration for the dark crystal by Jim Henson. So. <laughs> he's like he's like, "Have you ever seen uh, Battle Beyond the Stars? I was thinking about doing that with puppets and uh <laughs> that look like Chris Restivo." Um <laughs> I would have enjoyed it more though if it was, if it was actually crystal meth, and oh. instead of it just caused all the trailers to burn down. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh shit! This is how we destroy our enemies: drugs and poverty. <laughs> oh. I brought the greatest weapon of all. I've brought to this planet crack cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) You know how you kill an entire planet? You make them lose their teeth so they can no longer eat. Ooh, there you go. You put uh, these things on the ground, they make noise in the sand, and that brings a giant worm that brings crack. (laughs) So you can smoke crack on the planet Doom. So, uh, and your eyes glow blue after you smoke the crack, and then you can fight the people with the pimples all over their face. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, uh, Saxon finds out about this insurrection, and he's pissed and headed towards the planet. Uh, back on the planet, our boy uh, gets fucking laid with his arranged uh, marriage bride, but she cockboxes him at the last second and then starts doing some repairs. That was fun. Uh, we get uh, an hour, and finally the attack on the planet happens. The attack is, there's my notes, is something uh my favorite parts of this attack are the uh are the reflective suit mental kids who uh (laughs) just they don't they only do one thing and they just kill a couple of people in that uh hallway the whole ground thing is like filmed in like three dusty hallways which is very fun to watch they're like you know how star wars did like these great sets that looked like these weird futuristic things they were like yeah we'll just make this is a coal mine planet and we'll just film it as such (laughs) i i wanted the scene i wanted the scene where she wanted to know about how how creatures make love and she's like wow it takes three of us to like have like she asked this question like five minutes later she's crying her eyes out and it's like so now you know (laughs) (laughs) i also i don't understand how the weapons work in this world because there's this one scene where they walk in and it's like they're both shooting lasers at each other and then nobody's falling down and then all of a sudden they start running away and there's clearly like laser beams are going into people's backs and they're like nope i'm running away now and (laughs) 
just didn't make a fucking well, lick of sense I think it to me. Best described though in a Backstreet Boy song. It's, you know, straight through my heart. She shot an arrow. She got me. I lost completely. <laughs> like, I think it explains it all. And in oh, that song, Joe. you replace the the she with a he. I so. love it because you know what? If if Joey, Justin, and JC, Chris, and Lance said it, I'm in. Uh, <sighs> or no, I'm sorry. It's Brian. That's in sync. I'm sorry, Brian, Howie, yeah. Nick, AJ, or Kevin. If they said it, yeah. it's it's the Bible to me. I used Wait, to date are... a guy in a boy band, which is the only reason I know that song. Are oh. you sure you're not talking about a Menudo song? No. Oh, it wasn't in Spanish. Sorry. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they then there's the weird part of when they're all fighting where they just put their blind leader on the front lines at one part. He's like, hey, what's going on out here? <laughs> Which is awesome. I guess there was multiple times in this movie where I'm like, what is what is happening? How did this get past editing? Why at any point did they think this they were like, Yep, that's Roger Corman was like, that's the shot. That right there. Send it you to know the how they used to talk about the magical Negro? They used to say that phrase about like the magic black person in movies. I don't like that we've also now created the magical blind person. (laughs) (laughs) That is inappropriate and not real. I've never seen a blind person fight off an entire army by themselves. Apparently you haven't seen Don't Breathe 2. And he fights off off everybody with a magic turkey baster. Ah, very cool. (laughs) Very cool. The uh I also hey, do you have you ever met a blind person that that isn't good at music and you're like, what a fucking loser. Is that weird? Because I've done that. I've met a blind person and like I it's weird that I expect you to be able to play an instrument at an amazingly elite level. And as soon as you can, I'm like, God, you got nothing, man. Just Well, they always say that when you lose one of your senses the other ones become heightened, which I'm hoping I'm going to lose one of mine. So at some point I can gain my sense of self. <laughs> and you've never, you've never met a blind person until you make like a funny face right in front of them. And then of course they're like, I saw that you fuck. <laughs> I, I can hear your tongue out at me. <laughs> uh, you will be blind soon too. Really? No. Um, death, uh, during one of the final scenes, Gelt, uh, uh, breathes his last breath. And, uh, I just wrote the note that I've never been less attached to a character dying in a movie. <laughs> than this scene. I was just like, Oh, that's, that's cool. Like, have you ever seen, um, uh, uh, I think it's, I think it's orgasmo where he's just like, my dad said I would never do, I told my dad I would never do hamster style again. And he has the flashback about him doing hamster style. He's like, yeah, dad, I don't think I'm ever going to do hamster style dead. And his dad's just reading paper. He's like, that's great, son. And it goes back. That's the level of care that I had watching this character die. Please, please don't, 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 don't step over the fact that they catch one of the, the nectars. And they cut the nectar's arm off and attach it to uh, Gelt. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he just, and he goes to try to, he uses their mind control to like try to kill himself, like choke himself to death, right? No, he's going to take a knife and cut his, yeah. cut his throat oh, with, his, with his nectar <laughs> arm. And they were, and all the rest of the nectars are like, this was our master plan. Ooh. And they were like, <laughs> and, and, the, and the best thing is like, Oh, we're gonna cut it off now, but we're gonna use the uh, 
the sonic chainsaw with the lighted chainsaw yeah. blades. <laughs> I forgot so. about the lighted chainsaw. That literally looks like something you could pick up at KB Toys in the 90s. They're like, look, kids, I got you this fun chainsaw. <laughs> God, this is a nostalgia episode. I miss KB Toys. Dude, it looks like a, it looks like a chainsaw if Lisa Frank uh, like designed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, if we ever have like a real war again... At least we won't have regular chainsaws. We'll have LED lighted chainsaws to do amputations in the field. So. Well, because we're all going to be on so many psychedelics that essentially it's just a rave. And you're like, is that a laser or is that a glow stick? I can't tell what's hitting me. <laughs> Dude, with all this ecstasy, this war is great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so uh, they, uh, they end up... Uh, so these, uh, they blow up the, I just have a thing that says they blow up the white bitches. Uh, I don't know what that means even. I, I don't even remember what this note means, but <laughs> I felt like they, I needed that, to that say was, that. That was the white ones. Or, or oh, the nesters? They blow, they blow them up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cowboy then kisses some random ass lady who had like one other line in the movie that was supposed to seem like, oh, look at this nice scene, but it seems like there were some things edited out that that scene might have made sense, but it didn't. Um... They uh oh, oh and by the way when you forgot about him talking about Earth they were asking about hot dogs and like what you don't have hot dogs in space you don't know what's in them but they're from Earth with oh. all this different shit in them <laughs> so. I, lo- I also love the fact I forgot I, gla- I glazed over this but Cowboy also has a uh, has a belt that dispenses scotch whenever he wants which is actually Hell, pretty. Yeah. <laughs> And not only that, he's doing it and put and it also produces ice cubes. But who the fuck puts soda and ice in scotch? It doesn't make any sense. It's, first of all, I'm appalled that you would do that to a fine scotch. Uh, put soda in a scotch? No, that's maybe a whiskey, like a shitty whiskey. But scotch, you drink like you just let the turpentine fucking hit your lips. And, and in the future, that is the Apple iPhone 15. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that that's the thing that offends Eric most in this movie. He's like, as a professional alcoholic, I'm upset. <laughs> it is true. Nobody does that to Scott. Nobody asks, like, hey, give me a scotch and soda. I would tell you to fucking pound sand immediately. I love that it's the most unbelievable thing for Eric in the movie. He's yes. just like, I don't believe this part of the movie at all. Who would <laughs> Eric, do this? Eric is the only one who can afford real good scotch. Yes. A hundred percent. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, when you guys come to Quality Time Studios next, we can all have scotch together, okay? I don't want scotch. I want White Claw. <laughs> okay, well then shut up! You fucking kids with your White Claw bullshit! Um, I have to store my alcohol in my humps. I'm like a camel. It just builds up until I'm ready to use it. My hump, my hump, my White Claw hump, my hump. Um, so Nell, uh, which is the ship's AI with the big titties gets fucked up and, uh, uh, the gay flight of the navigator starts getting pulled into Saxon's trap. Uh, they, uh, he, they go full kamikaze, but, uh, she's able to, uh, uh, but she has brain damage, so the gang dis- uh, escapes just before the the sweet ship with tits they're riding onto gets tractor beamed into us and uh, ends up blowing up the ship, uh, which brings us to a fucking conclusion of our film this week, which would be uh, Battle 
Beyond the Stars. Wow, what a fucking trip. I enjoyed it. Jeremy, what are your final thoughts on Battle Beyond the Stars? I like to think that this movie was 100% true. And our... (laughs) And our movie and our our world was truly colonized by John Boy, and the Sphinx was actually modeled after the uh, the tit the tit ship. So, all right, um, Ashley Pontius, Battle Beyond the Stars. Your final thoughts? I like Galaxy Quest a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> this was a dog shit movie. I love Jeremy. At least he can admit he knows this is bad. But this movie definitely set back my depression progress by a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wanted this movie to be a little worse than it was. Like, I had I had an expectation of it being slightly worse than what it was. Like, if it was just a little bit badder... I would have liked that, and I think I would. It would have been. It would have been good at that point. But it's just. It the problem is it is just good enough that it makes it not like uh, elitely bad. Does that make sense? Right? Like, like this isn't the room or um uh, uh what is it? A, what is it? Plan Nine from Outer Space or whatever. Or, av- or Avatar. Or Avatar. Uh, <laughs> or as I like to call it, Fern Gully Two. Um, but it is. Uh, it's just not quite bad enough. Like I wish it. And as far as the special effects go, they're not actually that terrible. I mean, for 1980, like space movie. They're not bad. Like for the time that they were made in, they're all right. Big, uh, a big shout out to James Horner, who also did the music for Aliens. Yeah, this was actually James Horner's uh, f- thing that really uh, uh, skyrocketed him into the future. Uh, would work with James Cameron and some, a bunch of other directors uh, into the future. Um, he's no, gen- he is the Wish version of like John Williams, but it's good. It's still <laughs> like you'd still buy it. Um. He would never use one of his pots and pans from his uh, stovetop to make, like, a banging noise for, like, Terminator. Oh, never, never, <laughs> never at all. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! Uh, Ding! Uh, Ashley, where can people find you at? You can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs, and you can catch me tomorrow night, September 13th, on the Philadelphia Fringe Festival, and you can catch me Wednesday at uh, Main Stage Laughs in Woodstock, Maryland. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm, you know, I'm going to come out on uh, after the show, and I'll come by and uh, say hi. It's close to my house. Uh, you can catch all things Air Comedy at aircomedy.com. Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Uh, I'll update it with some shows coming up, but uh, I don't think I have one this week. Maybe I do. If not, just check my fucking social feeds. You'll figure it out. Jeremy, take us out. Greg, Starfighter rules. La, 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 la.